this weekend at the box office. The calm before Superstorm Cameron arrives. Plus, season screenings continues as we enter the ring with one of the great legacy sequels of all time. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this, the 221st episode of What's in the Box Office. Welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah. And uh, I really do think that after that episode of The League we just watched, I have a concussion. <laughs> tell the truth. <laughs> I am, man. <laughs> Woof. We'll get there, though. Sooner than you think. Uh, first, let's start with our top five. Uh, you and I saw The Fablemans this morning. You've mm-hmm. seen it previously to that. Yeah. Uh, so I saw The Fablemans for the first time this morning. Yeah. It's been out for a little while. And in honor of that, I have done my top five Michelle Williams movies. Okay. I, my number five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, lots to pick from there. I. Now there's a lot, there's a, there's a couple of big ones that I've missed and some I haven't watched in a while so it's a uh, what have you missed uh, I have not seen Meek's Cutoff Ooh, good uh, which I uh, I, re- Wendy I really want to see uh, no I've not seen Wendy Love Wendy and Lucy uh, my week with Marilyn I uh, I don't know she was recognized for that doesn't seem like my kind of thing but was she nominated for that I just meant like generally I don't oh. know if she was nominated for an Oscar someone but was she Brandon, was she was maybe? in the she was in it. she was in talks I. Uh, Anyway, number five, I've gone Blue Valentine, uh, which is a movie that I do want to revisit at some point. The movie that Spielberg saw and said, uh, she'd be good to play my mother later. That's a true <laughs> is that, story. Is that true? It's a true story. Yeah, man. There's, he doesn't like his mom, I don't think. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a movie I walked out of and was one of those classic, like, great movie. Never going to watch that again in my life. I, I watched it not too long ago again i think still work yeah still good, good. yeah and also good. like miserable and horrendous but yeah like good but all right good, yeah yeah i, I want to check back in on that uh number four shutter island mm. uh, i uh, a, duly a, appointed a, federal marshals a low-key favorite of yours uh and one of those uh i like that line yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think you appreciate the movie. movie pretty good. It's a fun yeah. movie. I think it's I think it's one of those uh, we much had like duly the appointed federal marshals. Much like Catch Me If You Can that we watched last week, uh, it's just kind of like a a well done movie by a famous director who's made some of the greats of all time, so it doesn't get talked about much. I uh, a lot of fun though. Don't recall Michelle Williams' role in it. She plays his wife. Does she? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. I. Uh, so yeah, that's on my uh, on my list to revisit as She's well. She's mainly in flashbacks. I uh, number three, the Fablemans. Uh, Fablemans. Yeah, we uh, we saw this. Uh, quite good. Uh, she is incredibly good in it. And again, a role that I do not think is especially flatteringly written, but she embodies the character very well and is like a real focal point of the movie, even if not necessarily a best actress. Uh, no supporting. Yeah, she yeah, she is a great supporting character. Uh, speaking of supporting characters, my number two and one. Uh, number two, I went Brokeback Broke Mountain back, here. Yeah. Yeah. Nominated for that. Uh, yeah, and uh, Jack Nasty. Remember that one? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Jack Twist. More like Jack Nasty. <laughs> she could she could have workshopped that a little bit. I think. <laughs> 
Uh, great line. She's so work, it works in the moment, like not bad. Uh, Nasty. Great, great movie, and she does have a uh, a role to play in it, but it is mostly the uh, the Ledger and Jill and Hall show there. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of the mostly someone else's show. Uh, number one, I went with Manchester by the Sea, uh, uh, a movie that she has a very limited role in, but the I think it's just the one scene. Uh, maybe no, she, she like pop, that. She pops up in a couple here and there, but that's a big. She has like the though, one yeah. big scene, and it is a quintessential one big scene. It's quintessential Oscar scene. Yes. Yeah. I. Uh, she you know what's is been floating around from that movie is um, the scene where he takes the gun out of the cop's holster and tries to shoot himself. Remember that? Yeah. He's in the police station. He's in the interrogation room and he just uh-huh. like takes a gun and clicks it. and It doesn't work. And he like tries to cock it and then they all like tackle him. Yeah. Incredible. Like that in the theater, mm-hmm. even though, you know, it's a flashback, you're still like, oh, everybody yeah. clicks the thing. It's so good. Yeah. I want to check back in on this. Uh, but yeah, she uh, she crushed it in that scene and in that movie, which I uh, I enjoyed quite a bit. Uh, let's talk our actual top five this weekend, though. Uh, numbers one through five looking pretty similar to last weekend. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda wow, Forever <laughs> uh, stayed at number one. Number two was Violent Night. Strange World came in at number three again. The Menu at four. And five was Devotion. Everything else below that bounced around a lot, but those top five stayed the same. Uh, and Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, topped the charts once more uh, with $11.1 million. 36.7% drop. That is up to $409.8 million. I mean, what else can I say about these five movies? Uh, Black Panther crossed uh, $400 million this weekend, and that's great, and it's going to get to uh, around... For forty, um, and that's great. Uh, Violent Night had a great hold, thirty-five per. Oh God, we'll go to number two. Go ahead. Okay, uh, number two. It's all gonna be very quick. <laughs> yeah. There's not a lot to say. Violent Night made eight point six million dollars, a great hold of thirty-five point three percent drop. It's up to twenty-six point six million. Uh, yeah, a great hold. Um, you know, it's uh, the gross might be a little lower than everyone would be hoping for overall. But it's got 41 worldwide. It didn't cost a lot. I don't have the number, but it's somewhere. Um, and if it can hold on with Avatar uh, until, you know, I was going to say until the big Christmas movies come out, but we were, it's like Puss in Boots could do some Bumblebee okay. type damage, like 130. Yeah. Puss in Boots is supposed to be great, by the way. Is it? Okay. Great. Weird. Great. Weird. The first one's great. I've I've this watched first the first one. one came out twenty years I've ago. I've watched first one again. I know that's why I'm like it's supposed to be great. So if people actually go see it, I think it could become a big thing. Yeah. Um, well, they're not seeing Strange World, so maybe. But uh, yeah, I mean, this could hold on and get to forty, which actually probably will get yeah. to forty. But anything over that's gravy. Um, I like that it's around. It's just it's one of those fun things. You know, we talk about the kinds of movies that you don't really get much. Yeah. This is this is just a classic. Like, what if David Harbour was Santa and he was like fighting people? Yeah. And uh, those are the best parts of the movie. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, I mean, okay stuff to not that good stuff. I was at twenty million dollar yeah. budget. Yeah. Uh, overall, yeah, just ha- happy to have it. Yeah. Uh, number three, Strange World, three point six million, a twenty nine point two percent drop. That is up to thirty point four million dollars. Fifty three worldwide. Um, uh, not getting. It actually might get over forty. Also, but okay, the holidays coming sure. in. But yeah. I I expect this to be dropped by 
Disney many families Christmas, will yeah. look in the theaters in Christmas and be like, oh, look at this brand new movie, Strange World. What if we want to see that? Yeah. 40's <laughs> a long shot. It, what a disaster. Yes. Uh, number four, The Menu made $2.7 million, a 22.2% drop. That's up to $29 million. Uh, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. This is... Are all I'm telling you, there's not a lot for me yeah, to say. Yeah. No, I mean it's all it's all the same stuff. These are all pretty small numbers. Uh, for instance, number five, Devotion, made 1.9 million dollars. That was a 26.6 percent drop, and has reached 16.9 million. This seems like a movie they should have put out next year. F- like oh, this, next, this next ne- November. Yeah, yeah, this can't be the movie that like starts the Jonathan Majors thing. That has to have already happened. And then once it's like, oh, my God, it's Kang. And there's an Avengers Kang coming out. And, like, another Jonathan Majors movie? Like, that doesn't always work. Yeah. But there's a chance it works. Whereas, like, it hasn't happened yet. So it's... I also feel like this could have sliced out a little piece of its pie for veteran President's Day weekend as, like, the big movie. You know, it came on the heels of Glass Onion and Black Panther being out for two weeks or whatever was the case. Uh, three weeks at that point. Um, but I don't know. I mean, some quiet holiday weekend where it had the place to itself. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. Tough. Oh, well. I uh, supposed to be good, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get good. The, yeah, we'll, we'll check it it's out. supposed to be, a, you know, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh that's it for the five. Okay, so yeah. looking around the list, we have uh, spoiler alerts doing nothing nowhere. The whale had a huge uh, per theater of sixty thousand in six theaters. A lot of people left going, uh, probably. Um, <laughs> the mean one at Empire of Light didn't do anything. <laughs> a lot of per theater averages in the hundreds, um, which is just really, <laughs> really alarming. When I say the calm before the storm, this is the worst. Uh, Weekend cumulatively since like January of last year when yeah. Omicron was a big thing. I, I um, believe it. And uh, yeah, I, we're just waiting to see what uh, uh, Avatar does. Um, pre-sales in China have been huge. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm expecting a big number. The first movie opened to 70. I was just going to ask you that. It opened to 70 uh, or 77 around there. It was on its Saturday. Someone on Twitter recently pointed this out. On the first Saturday it opened, it... Um, there was a huge blizzard on the East Coast. Okay. So it recovered on Sunday, but that might have cu- cut into its uh-huh. thing. But, um, yeah, it uh, it was only 70. And it went on to gross over $700 million here. So I'm expecting double that number at least. I think 140. $1. $1.4 billion? <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I'm expecting $1.4 billion opening weekend, which would be no, just, just... overall. I don't know. Avengers Endgame made like 1.2 opening weekend worldwide. Oh, worldwide. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I just, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's going to be big, but it's not going to be like Spider-Man No Way Home level big, where it's like 250. I don't right. think. I, I just know it's in 250. Um, so, everyone's waiting and being like, this will be the big boom, but it's going to be... A big boom. Yeah, the the question the question with Avatar is: Is it going to be one of those James Cameron movies where it's number one for ten weeks, or like hanging around there? So people is it going to top gun it? So there was a um, a poll from a, a account I follow that said like, when is it? When is it dropping out of number one at the box office? Yeah. And it was like we're looking at the thing. It's like 
Megan comes out and it's like fourth weekend. But by then, if it grosses like 140 and then makes the next weekend, you know, 90 with the holiday. Yeah. And then the next weekend it makes uh, 50. And the next weekend it makes 35. And then the, when Megan comes out, it's, it's going to make like, well, I'm just it's pessimistic. Yeah. And then when Megan comes out, it's going to make like 25. Is Megan going to make 26? I don't think that it is. So then you keep no. going, you keep going down the list, you know, you're like, Megan's going to be a big thing. So it's like knock at the cabin door, I guess. And like Martin Luther King weekend, yeah, which is in like weekend seven for Avatar. So it's going to hold the spot for a while. There's nothing else that's really yeah. coming down the pike, but yeah, it's just a weird time where there's like not movies being made that people are going to want to see. And we're just, we have all our hopes pinned on James Cameron, which if we're pinning our hopes on anybody. Yeah. He's, he's the one Jim. I'll, I'll take it's him over Jim. the field. But uh, nothing else really happened. Let's just move on. All right. Well, then it's time to play everybody's favorite game. This would be a weekend where if we weren't doing a series, we would not have done the episode this week. Yes. Yeah, nothing happened. Yeah. What are you going to do? Did it make more or less than Little Women? Did it make more or less than Little Women? We all know how to play. I'll sync that sound up in post. Don't worry. I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than Little Women at the box office. That's something you can do? For a bonus point, yeah, I can do that. Uh, you can tell me what year the movie came out. All right, great. Let me know when you want to start. Um, just we'll try to do it in sync. Are you ready to play? Yeah, let's do it. All right, your first film is uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Less. That made more, in uh, fact. Man, that made just more. <laughs> That's a dream works. That's a dream. Ah, you fucker. It's, a, it's an unfortunate break Two, for little women. 2000. 17 no 2014 yeah. yeah uh so a uh, an early an a early movie blow that no one me. remembers anything name one person in that movie in that movie i'll give you a thousand dollars tj miller probably not <laughs> i'll look it up though hold okay. on okay i think that might be true i have i'm not really basing Ty Burrell it. I, just, it. I know it that is, it might be true is it Mr. Sherman and Peabody? Mr. Peabody. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. and Sherman, yeah. All right, you said TJ Miller? I did. For $1,000. Nope. <laughs> not in it. Not on Wikipedia. You okay, could have fine. said Ty Burrell. You could have said um, Rashida Jones. Aria Winter. Oh, so it's just the. Okay. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I've got one. I've got one. Ed O'Neill. You could have said Stephen Colbert, Leslie Mann, Allison Janney, Stephen Toblowski, Stanley Tucci, Patrick so Warburton. Close to saying Stephen Toblowski. Dennis Haysbert. <laughs> could have said all these people. Wow. This movie beat Little Women at the box office. Uh, Tough beat. Uh, your second film is I Now Pronounce You Chuck more. and Larry. That is more. Sandler, baby. Peak Sandler. A movie that I'd like to watch again out of curiosity. Okay. That podcast doesn't do Two Old Queens, did it? Yeah. You know, so every um, every episode, their last category is uh, for 50%. Uh, uh, how do they say it? For like a 50% deduction of its points, is this movie? And then they say a very anti-gay movie. Okay. So, like, the first one was Boat Trip. Okay. Remember Boat Trip? I, I know of it, yeah. 
Cooper Gooding Jr., Horatio yeah, they, Sands, they, they have both to pretend people. to be on a boat trip. Uh, they accidentally get booked onto a gay cruise. Sure. Because the guy's mad at them. Okay. And uh, then they pretend to, he won, they both pretend to be gay, actually, to get women to take their clothes off. Um, uh, then they did, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Okay. They did a movie called Cruisin' with Al Pacino, where he played a cop investigating gay nightclubs in New York. All right. And now they're doing Stonewall, the Roland Emmerich movie. Oof. Um, so they hated it. And I remember at the time I was like 16, I was like, oh, at the end, like they teach acceptance. It uh-huh. isn't that nice, you know? And uh, now I'm wondering if like, oh, they did, but at what cost? Yeah, perha- you know? perhaps our, our takes were not fully formed at 16. Yeah. So uh, I did not see this movie, so I can't. You haven't speak seen to it, it at all. We no. should watch it. We should no, watch it because you've never seen it. and I want to see what it's like in a 2020 prism. So all that's right. interesting. All right. Uh, we don't have time the next few months, but eventually no. it'll happen. <laughs> that's uh, fine. I'm in no rush. <laughs> uh, 2007. That is correct. Yeah. So you're right back in. Such this a with long two title. Uh, it is. You know what it should have been called. Go on. So people, so you're you're going to see it. And you walk up to the box office. Yeah. And you're going to say what to the person at the box office? Uh, one ticket for, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. What is a normal person going to say when they go up? Just one for? No. What? I, well, I, that's the line. Like, what? I don't under. That's the Most people for. aren't going to say the whole title. Oh, I see. One They're gonna Chuck com- and Larry? Yeah, okay. that's what it should have been called. Chuck and Larry. I see. No, I mean, that's, that, that's too... Uh, that's too vague. Cause you need to catch attention. Uh, so they just got to start from scratch. Because I agree that I'd then then call it Adam and Steve. Yeah, that works. Because everyone will know that. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Know. All right. I uh, your third film is uh, Ghostbusters. Sometimes, though not always, styled as Ghostbusters. Answer the call. Answer the call. <laughs> but that is not how it's listed on Box Office Mojo. Uh, that would be more. That would be more. 2016? That is correct as well. Oh, boy. We should have known Hillary was losing the election. <laughs> that July when that came out, <laughs> nobody saw it. Yeah. Or no, a, a reasonable amount of people saw it. Yeah. $140 million, 40-something. Yeah, you know what movie was a big hit? Hmm. Little Women. You know what movie grossed more money than that? But Ghostbusters like, Answer the Call. I know we've talked about this in the podcast, but can you imagine... Um, uh, pitching a movie as uh, starring Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, who was just breaking on SNL, Leslie yeah. Jones, who was even more just breaking on SNL, and Melissa McCarthy from the director of Bridesmaids. So you got two Bridesmaids and the director uh, in a movie, and it makes 230 worldwide, uh, and like one, you know the number, but 140 something um, domestic. And then being like, oh, no, it didn't make enough money. Like, what are you talking about? Bridesmaids made 169 Yeah. It's because Bridesmaids cost $32.5 million. Ghostbusters cost $144 million. That's too many. Too much money. Um, so I just, you know, it's funny. When people are like, what a flop. I'm like, no, domestically it made a great deal of money. Yeah. In 2016 for that kind of movie? Yeah. You just can't spend that much, guys. No. Uh, all right. Well done. Four points. A solid victory. Come and gone from a theater near you. Brian, do you know how hard it is to find a week 49 where a movie came out? 
Uh, I can imagine. It's very hard, but I did find one. Uh-huh. In 2015, this was December 4th. Krampus. Krampus opened. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Krampus opened at... Uh, well, I was going to tell you this, but since you already know it, <laughs> do you uh, can care to guess what yeah, position probably, Krampus opened? Oh, open a position? Yeah. Two? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. 18 million. Uh, 16.2. Yeah. I looked up comps for Violent Night. Before, I see. Yes. You know. Well done. Uh, um, yeah, num- number one was the third weekend of Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. Uh, same same uh, studio. Universal, right? Krampus? Yes. Krampus. Yeah. They did Violent Night. So when they did this... Unlike the December weekend, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, they're following, they're open for the They're Christmas. the only ones that do it. They release their weird uh, off-kilter Christmas keep movies. Keep doing it. Sure. <laughs> it's working. Uh, yes, uh, exactly right. Well done. Uh, that weekend also saw the release of Chirac, which you might recall. Oh, boy, Spike Lee. Uh, the Spike Lee uh, joint. Yeah. Uh, 13th place. Uh, not, when did that not come out? Worth, uh, that came out this weekend, December 4th. In 2000? 2015. Fifteen. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was uh, that was completely and entirely it, All as right. far as movies that opened this weekend. All right, listen, everybody. We have season screenings. Let's talk about it. Yeah, you know uh, what opens uh, the week before Krampus? Creed two. No. What? Creed. Oh yeah. Um. This is uh, Noah's pick. For the winter blockbuster, uh, we decided we'd take two weekends here to highlight a film that makes it f- us feel like it's winter, snowy, cold, um, in a packed movie theater watching something. And last weekend I did Catch Me If You Can. This weekend you did Creed. Why yes. Creed? I Creed was kind of struck the balance of just like good movie that I wanted to watch when we were going over the list of possibilities here. I... So often I just tend towards the like, oh, yeah, let's watch Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, because I want to do that. Uh, but I also specifically remember uh, my theatrical experience for seeing Creed. You, where did you see it? Do you remember where we saw uh, it? Yeah, we saw it at the Randhurst. With my mom and uh, Bruce? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it was with uh, with you and your family. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it was a uh, – it, was, it, was, it also just completely caught me by surprise. So I remember, like – being i was fond of the trailer it's a very good trailer great we talked trailer, about during the great watch. and thinking like you know this movie could be something because we we know a little bit about kugler going in yeah we, we had seen fruitvale obviously yeah. but uh but also i was just like not sold i think on uh you know what if creed is good right. and it turned out creed is great yeah uh and we've got the uh we've got the third one coming up Yep. And so it just it all seemed like the uh, the right time to revisit Creed. Good reason as any. Released November 25th, 2015. Creed was directed by Ryan Coogler, written by Ryan Coogler and Aaron Covington, starring Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson, Felicia Rashad, uh, Tony Bella, Wood Harris, and it might be Bellew, Tony Harris, and Sylvester Stallone. The former world heavyweight champion Rocky Balboa serves as a trainer and mentor to Adonis Johnson, the son of his late friend and former rival, Apollo Creed. 95 on Rotten Tomatoes, 82 on Metacritic. How was Creed during your rewatch here? What'd you think? I mean, the 95 on Rotten Tomatoes is just, like, exactly right. Like, how, how do you watch this movie and not just be like, fuck yeah? Yeah. This is this is like a quintessential sports movie, mm-hmm. which is the kind that like any anyone can watch and love this movie or like you know you think of 
think of the original Rocky or something like Remember the Titans. Like, they're not for sports people. Mm -hmm. The sports aspects of it are good, and they're fun and exciting and particularly well done in Creed. But The it's entire just like, show of Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another uh, another great one. But it's just it is a it is a story of uh, an underdog overcoming adversity, uh, and there's uh, there's family relationships, there's romantic relationships. Like sports are just kind of the perfect metaphor mm -hmm. for like storytelling uh, tropes. You know, you think back on the like fundamentals of storytelling classes like from like sophomore year English or I'm sure they went over this in like screenwriting and stuff where you've got man versus self you've got man versus nature uh and so on like a sports movie is just the perfect place to put that metaphor front and center there's several scenes where Rocky is just saying to Creed it's just you against you in yeah. there and he's in the way and it just fucking nails it um so funny, yeah. When you mention that, like the end, the ending fight. I feel like in most boxing movies, they just have one corner where like everything is summed up. Yeah. And the guy gives the big, you know, speech to his boxer. He does it like six times in this movie, and it's not framed in the movie with like music or camera work or lighting as like the big quote. But every time he goes back there, he says something like that. He goes like, he's in your way. Knock him out of your way. Or, yeah. you know, I'm fighting this fight at home. Are you going to fight this fight? Like, it's just any one of those would have just been at the end of this match. And yet we're getting him after round like four and seven and ten. And also at the very end, it's like, man, you're really just yeah. packing all these in. I also really appreciated how many of those little corner conversations were Rocky explicitly going like, all right, duck down and come up at him from the left and yeah. you'll knock him down. And then he's like, okay. And then he does that yeah uh which is just not something you usually see in these movies it's pretty much always just like come on go in there get the animal out keep your it. hands up yeah yeah and this is just like no go go utilize this technique and then he does and it works i'm like oh i see the corner man he's helping uh it's so good it's so good and it gets you pumped but it's just it's so smartly written there are just little scenes that don't progress the movie forward. They're just there to set a world. Like there's just a, the scene with uh, Rocky at dinner with Bianca and Adonis. Yeah. And he just gives that toast and we just cut away and we're like, Oh, okay. And there's, there's like a couple scenes where it's just like the, 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 the scene outside, um, the gym where Donis isn't going to, and the guy, the kid rides up on the bike and he goes, Hey, are you, uh, you Creed? And he's like, yeah, he goes, you train with Rocky? He goes, yeah, he goes, cool and he just drives yeah. away end of the scene it's just there to give an everyday feel to this movie which is exactly why rocky the first one succeeded in the first place was he was an everyman and so this movie so smartly has these little throwaway things that don't seem to matter but what they're they're not progressing the story but they're progressing our interest and the reality of the story um to make us connect with it deeper it's just so smart of kugler and uh it's such a great story. Like the cancer stuff is so good. It's not taken for cheap effect. It's we, there's no ending to it, which I love. Like yeah. they just don't conclude it. Um, it's uh, uh, everyone like so Sly is so good in it. He's really toned down. Um, Tessa Thompson's really great. And like Michael B just crushes it. I gave him a nomination for a reason. He's the, he's the power of this movie. He's the force of it. Yeah. And the, uh, you know, so much has been talked of like, the boxing scenes themselves are just like technically very exciting. That first boxing uh, match where what's her name? Is it 
Was it Morrison? I'm going to look up her name. That cinematographer in the rings the whole time with yeah. them. Just that that the execution of that. I'm going to give her credit because it's such a good job. Uh, yeah, and they're very they're exciting and dynamic, but they're also just like perfectly clear to watch. You can see what's happening and who's doing what. Mares uh, Alberti M A R Y. Okay. Mary S E. Okay. Uh, Maurice is how, Maurice. what I would say. She's yeah. she's French. Okay. Uh, Maurice Alberti. I mean, she just it's such a beautiful and like hard thing that you just take for granted in that shock. Yeah. And you're just invested in the fight. Like, oh no, we're still, she's still this with a camera just bouncing around these people. Yeah. It's so good. I really love the, um, the second one also. And the relationship that that fosters between, uh, Adonis and, uh, Bianca, especially, um, there's the great storyline where they have their first kid, and she's waiting to see if the kid can hear or not. Yeah. Uh, it's a really beautiful moment. Um, but, you know, I said in my intro, this is one of the great legacy sequels. And it is an early adopter of this kind of legacy thing where it's like you're telling a different story in the same universe with the original character as a side character. Uh, you know, a lot like Star Wars did. Yeah. That same. Yeah, Star Wars came out that same year, Force Awakens. Uh, it came out a month later. Um and uh, and it's just so good. That montage is great with the bikes and and then that that the bit at the end I really got choked up was that they run to Rocky and then they're just cheering for Rocky, who's also fighting. They're like rooting him on. I yeah. just it's so so well made. Yeah, it really strikes the perfect balance of like understanding why like Rocky the character and the franchise is that's the reason we're here watching Creed. Uh, but still like being and doing its own thing. Uh, just the use, the use of Rocky and Sylvester Stallone in this movie is just like, is pitched just right. Yeah. It's just prominent enough. uh, And they're so good together. And it makes me worried about the third. Like I was, after I was just, I'm like, Oh, shouldn't he be in the third one? They're so good together. He should. Um, out of four rounds in the ring, how many are you given? Uh, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Th- yeah, I'll say three and a half out of four. All right, mine's a, f- a definite four. It's this a four is out powerhouse four, yeah. entertainment. Yeah, for like a mainstream film, the drama hits. Uh, I mean, you you can't yeah, get four, better. Four might be right. Can't get better. Uh, blockbuster, blockbuster, but studio yeah. filmmaking than this. All right, our stocking stuffer. <laughs> we watched an episode of the League called "The Eight Defensive Points of Hanukkah." Season 5, episode 13, came out November 20th, 2013, probably a full month before Hanukkah. Noah, yeah. we had never seen The League, really. No, I, I had never seen it at all. You've seen one I episode, watched one episode uh, a while back ago. when it was on TV. Um, I, listen, I, I, I understand it. Like, I understand its place in comedy, and I understand why a certain uh, small to moderate but vocal group of people watch this show and are like, this is this is really funny. The humor is very... Uh, I, I'm, 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 try, I'm trying to be sort of uh, generous and wide-angle lens here. Yeah, the humor is aggressive and abrasive and, uh, you know, fast... And just kind of constant jokes in the in the sort of style of like, you know, how it's always sunny. The people are the people are obnoxious and they are 
rude. Uh, and like, I, I get why people liked it. I, I didn't <laughs> because, and I'm going to stop being a magnanimous and wide angle lens here. It was really bad and not funny. And just, it felt what it felt like. And this is especially weird because I, the show is very well cast. It is full of great people in it. Great uh, people in it. It is full of a lot of people that are very strong comedians. I, uh, you know, very fond of Nick Kroll and Jason Manzukis. Duplass. Uh, yeah. Duplass. Uh, Paul Shear is like, not really my kind of guy, but he's on sorry. Yeah. And these, these, these are all just like names yeah. in comedy. But it feels like they're all, like, improvising a show, and they all think they're the main character, and so they're all just kind of shouting over each other, and also none of them can improvise. <laughs> so they're just, like, shouting the word chode a bunch, and variations on the word chode, <laughs> uh, to see who can say chode the loudest. Uh, and it's so bad. It was so bad. And uh, particularly uh, to our efforts here, in no way it was about Hanukkah. It's in the title. It ends in a church during Sunday service. It does. And a couple of them are being like, ha ha, I'm Jewish. But there's a singular make, scene. They make a point about how the amount of points that she gets yes is like the candles in yes Monica. yes that's true that does happen i uh, and aside from that there is a singular scene where uh manzukas is like uh entertaining a small child and they're playing with dreidels dreidel, yeah. and there is a menorah on the table he calls it a candelabra and he, he alludes that the dreidel's a butt plug uh yes uh, but it is, it is, it is, doesn't even have a cursory relevance to Hanukkah, which again is in the title of it's, the episode. It's getting to the point where I feel like shows are afraid to do anything with Hanukkah <laughs> if they don't mention Christmas yes. at all. Um, like Christmas is mentioned more times. There's a tree a few times. He says, I'm going to miss your Christmas decorations. Yeah. And that's um, the thing is that they say the name of the holiday and that's how, you know, it's the more prominent holiday in the episode. Uh, I, I, um, spectacularly bad. I hated this. I hated watching it. I hated being a part of it. I hated looking at it. I hated listening to it. Uh, it was one of the worst experiences I've had watching something in a while. Uh, that sets looked cheap. They looked like no one was living there or using them or had ever been there before or had ever sat on the chairs or the couches or laid on the bed. Um, It was filmed in an amateur style. The jokes weren't funny. Just a miserable experience. It, it, It didn't... It didn't feel like coherence. Like it didn't feel like a television show that someone had sat down and like yes. written a script and done like pre-production for. It just kind of felt like they had an afternoon. They found a set, and, and so they were like, "All right, let's let's knock this out." And they like took fifteen minutes to sketch out a story. I and it feels like the show was like, and I vaguely remember this being the case. Like we actually talk about football. That's 
kind of our thing. Yeah. Where they're like, we're pretty cool because we mention real football players' names and like how they're doing in the seasons. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I, and like that might have been true. Like if the show was going on during football season, like fine. See, but I disagree. I don't know. It felt super forced. Whereas like something like Entourage, where they mention like you know, oh we want to get Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, Tarhead just opened to this. You yeah. know, feels more in universe and let more natural for them to call out real events and real movies. Oh yeah. And that's especially because in this, like it just, it felt like people, it again, just felt like people shouting things. They all shouted. So someone was just like, no Sean Moreno. And like, that was it. I didn't like it. No, you shouldn't have. (laughs) If you had liked it, I might call the police (laughs) for like a health check. Let's, uh, (laughs) something is wrong with my friend. Let me show you this episode of the league, and like he was into that, and so I kind of think we need to get some doctors here. No, I recommend a movie for the folks this week slash weekend. What do okay. you got? Uh, well, I can finally recommend the Fableman. I can as well, so I'll do that too. Which is good, and it's a, it's, yeah, it's just it's a it's an enjoyable like I I, th- I think it's a pretty good Spielberg, which you know. Uh, it, it's so hard when like one of the truly great movie makers makes like a pretty good movie and you, and like there's always a part of me that's like you know he could have made he could have made E.T. again right? Uh, and like or even like he could have made West Side Story again uh, but it's quite good and I, I really enjoyed the, the parts of it I liked, I really liked. And the parts of it I didn't like weren't like, oh, this is bad. It's just like not really to my taste. Yeah. And even those were like good. So, yeah, I full, full, fully recommend it. I, I think uh, it is an enjoyable watch throughout. I liked it more than you. Um, I think it's terrific and uh, a really interesting movie from him. You think it's just going to be this kind of cookie cutter, not cookie cutter, but just a more soft, you know, I love to make movies, and this is how I did it, and yeah. this was the troubles I went through to do it. And instead, it's an examination of not only his relationship with his family, but also just movies in general and learning how to love movies and the responsibility of movies um, that I really took to. And it's beautifully shot, and everyone's great in it. And, yeah. uh, it's a good time. I say go see it. It's a good winter movie. I agree. All right, and it has more more to do with Hanukkah than the league, the yes. eight defensive points of Hanukkah. Um, all right, plug us up. All right, you can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drew. I'm at Brian DeSerber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R. And my... See, last letterbox. week... Letterbox. Is that what you're ta- waiting yeah, for? I started talking over the letterbox. Yeah, feed. okay, all right. Uh, it seemed like you. I forgot something, and I was about to do it, and then well, I, I, I just go. still don't know where it comes in the thing, Oh, I just I'll, I'll do it at the end. Uh, right. uh, and I'm on letterbox the same thing, Brian yeah. Deserber. Four-star rating system. Uh, and, of course, our uh, our feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts <laughs> yeah. are found. <laughs> yeah, we're pirates here. Uh, we are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are on a... Stitcher and you know utilize whatever rating system those services have uh, and give us the full yeah one. for them don't listen to me and my crazy four star yeah. rating system if they, they they offer five yeah if you rate your albums out of four stars god bless you uh, but don't do that to our podcast right. give us the full five rate us higher than great. your favorite albums next week thank you 
It's out. A new James Cameron film is unleashed at the box office. Is he still king of the world? Or will he sink like the Titanic? I couldn't think of anything else. Um, I was just thinking something about drowning, so that that works. Or is he going down with his thumb up into lava? Yeah. Uh, Like the Terminator. All right. (laughs) Will he fall into the abyss? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's good. Uh, will he be eaten by piranhas? Okay. Um, aliens. So that's next week. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water is finally coming out after all these years of it's never going to happen and people are, it is going to happen, but people aren't going to be interested. Will they be? We're going to find out. Plus, I have to pick a Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> so man. we'll do that at some point. Um, that's next week. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you then. And until then, as I should be saying, if you feel safe, go see a movie.